Hey guys, thanks for checking in to part two of the final region that we're doing for our Villain Madness Bracket. If you haven't listened to part one yet, just look one episode before this and you can listen to that. And if you haven't listened to the other regions yet, check those out because we are going to get into the final four next week. So listen to some intro music and then we are going to jump right into where we left off. Getting into round two, we've got the one-seeded, the Night King, against the eight-seeded, Lord Voldemort. Well, referring to what you said before, I feel like, like you were saying, Lord Voldemort is like what the Night King should have been, pretty much. 100%. Like, anybody voting for the Night King over Voldemort is a fool. I agree. I think that these two playing each other makes it very evident of what more we could have gotten from the Night King. If I think we we needed like a whole season or two of the, I mean, probably a whole season of the fight with the Night King. You know? Yeah, I just I just wanted to see him do something. Right. Like so. Spoiler alert: He kills a dragon, which was sweet when he threw that freaking ice spear, like a sniper. Awesome. Yeah. But we needed more of that. Yeah, like, cool. You you can be in the Olympics for Javelin. Like, that's the biggest thing that he accomplished, was that. That's what they do in that show, though. They do all this build-up. Like, the whole show was a build-up to that battle. And the whole show was a build-up to, like, who was going to be the king of all the kingdoms, right? Oh, I mean, I was, I mean, I was into it as much as the next person. I mean, I thought that final battle was spectacular. The last season was just rushed, though. I mean, everything about it was just rushed. I, I, yeah, I, I wish it had been stretched. I, if they had stretched out another season, I would have watched a whole other season. I don't know who wouldn't. There's this scene with the Night King, though, that I thought was sweet, where they're at Hardhome and all the people beyond the wall, the, 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 the free folk, get slaughtered, and the Night King's just standing there watching, and then he raises them all. That was a cool scene. Like, that is stuff that they really needed to show more because he could have been such as he could have won this bracket if they did it right and i don't think they did but they shouldn't have been able to beat them i mean i know that they just had to kill him right and that made everybody that he had created die right wasn't that the ending yes yeah he's he was he was like the ice dracula so really he has a big like vulnerable spot in that sense like but he if died you so kill easy. him he loses his army like, it's not like his army is also then there to, like, avenge his death. Like, they all go, too. Who had to get rid of all those dead people? <laughs> That's a good oh, point. Somebody underpaid. <laughs> Votes, boys and girls. Oh, Baldy all the way. Baldy. <laughs> Same. <laughs> And even though I don't watch Harry Potter and I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan, so like I am riding that train with you guys. And that brings us to the five-seated Dracula against the four-seated Jaws. This one, I think, is a lot tougher to make the argument for Jaws. 
because like while it makes you afraid to go like okay i want i'm afraid to go into the water you know because i might get attacked by a shark even though i probably won't i am still afraid of vampires even though i know they're not real i mean true they just they need to eat they're hungry like a a shark doesn't seek out a human to eat right a lot of times that people are attacked by sharks it's because the sharks mistake them for the animal that they're actually seeking out but freaking jaws does no no he doesn't it's the same concept. He's based on a shark that did attack like a record amount of people at a certain beach. That's what he's based off of. But they're still doing that because they're mistaking you for an animal. You're trying to tell me that the shark from Jaws is just hungry or thinks that you're a whale? Well, I think they villainized sharks in general, but that's why sharks attack. They don't attack because they're looking for a human. They probably don't even like the way you taste. I agree with you. If we were talking about sharks against Dracula, sure. Or sharks against vampires, sure. But we're not talking about sharks. We're talking about Jaws. We're talking about Bruce. He's got a name. His name is Bruce. Uh, We're talking about Bruce from Jaws. you sure that you're not thinking of Finding Nemo? Because that was Bruce. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Like the great white from Finding Nemo is Bruce. (laughs) Wasn't it? I don't. I don't know. I've never seen the Nemo movies. Bruce what from Jaws? I will Google it. He's not wrong. It must have been, that's probably why they called him Bruce then. That would make sense. Yeah. So apparently, it's just super fans that named the shark in the movie. Well, they named no. They named it. Bruce, but they it, it was more like a joke, I think. So it's a mechanical shark that they use that they named Bruce, essentially. So it might be a fan name, like you were saying. Um, I love how they label it the malfunctioning animatronic shark named Bruce. <laughs> the movies make the monsters look real enough and scary enough, but the real thing they're using is not very scary at all. Jaws is super iconic, but it's freaking Dracula. Every vampire, yeah, every vampire ever is based off of Dracula. I have to agree with them. I don't feel like, I mean, they're both iconic, but once again, I feel like Dracula is like one of the building blocks of horror. I mean, True Blood probably wouldn't exist if there was no Dracula. Vampire Diaries probably wouldn't exist if there was no Dracula. Right. I mean, these are shows that went on for seasons that, like, every millennial knows about. The legendary Twilight. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you're telling me that Twilight wouldn't exist without Dracula? Let's go get rid of Dracula. (laughs) Yeah, let's go kill him right now. I am voting for Jaws. I'm voting for Dracula. I am also on Team Dracula. Sorry, Brian. That's okay. That's okay. Poor Brian. Next up, we have the three-seated Agent Smith against the 11-seated Xenomorph, which is Alien. And these are two characters that Luca made really good cases about both of them. I feel like he's going to struggle with this. I'm struggling right now looking at my piece of paper. 
your knowledge on these characters are better than either one of mine or Kelsey's. So you make your pitches and we'll vote. Well, so for so, a couple of these, I've been using the the idea of if you put a picture of two of them up, what, you know, how do people react to either one? And if you show the xenomorph, the alien monster, alien, that thing is terrifying, and most people know what that is, right? Agent Smith is, unfortunately, to a lot of people, a man with an earpiece. I hate to give Kelsey's argument from earlier some credit, <laughs> but credit where it's due. But when you're talking about iconic villains, that needs to be considered, right? Yes. Damn it. I don't like that. I feel like I am very terrified of Alien. I don't ever want to watch that movie again. Um, and there's very few movies that make me feel that way. And I space movies freak me out in general. I don't like the idea of like being in an area where there's like nowhere you can escape to for help. Like, I don't know. You I feel just, claustrophobic. No, and then when you're out there, you don't know what else you're going to run into, whether it's another alien or it's, I don't know, a black hole. Like, it's so unknown. I guess we could have made that argument for the ocean, too. But at that point, you're not afraid of the ocean. You're afraid of the shark, so. Um... I don't know. For me, that one's easy, but maybe it's also easy because I've never seen The Matrix, so people could argue that too, but I feel like even if it was a different person, I would still probably say the alien. But the way you feel about the alien is how everybody that isn't the one, that isn't freaking Neo, feels when they enter The Matrix, is that there is nowhere to escape. Like, like Lucas said, Agent Smith is omnipresent like he's everywhere he can be everything and he's everywhere oh, i don't like this this is i don't like when we get down to the the nitty-gritty here at the end this is how i felt about horror because i'm very passionate about scary movies and it was hard i personally i'm gonna i don't mean kelsey disagree on this i'm gonna vote agent smith kelsey you're voting alien yep oh you're putting me on the spot we're going to let Luca have to blame himself for the, over this one. I know. I know. The only thing that saves me is I'm cheating and I'm looking ahead and I don't think it matters who comes out of this one. Um, just for argument's sake. But I got to go with the Xenomorph. I'm sorry. Deserving. I mean, deserving. When you get to this point, like it's deserving. It's a two-one, and that brings us to ten-seated Sauron versus two-seated Darth Vader. This should be a final, right? These would be my two favorite villains in the bracket. Two of my favorite franchises, two characters that just epitomize what a villain needs to be. They're powerful, like they're they're on the top of the food chain in terms of power. I think they're two characters that Kelsey's going to underrate. And I think they're two characters that Luca is going to really struggle with too. I'm not, I don't struggle with this. I know who I'm voting for, but I will let you guys talk. I want to hear what Kelsey has to say. Um, 
I mean, I guess I don't really understand what were the intentions. Were his intentions just to make this ring, just to watch everybody fight over it? To dominate all life on Middle Earth. Oh, just the middle of it? Oh. <laughs> middle, middle Earth is the, <laughs> is the only ha- um, habitable continent in the, in the, in, on the Earth. I see. Yeah. Try to explain Middle Earth to your wives and girlfriends, guys. It's right? still just a ring, though. It's just a ring. It's easy to you just destroy it. I know it's not easy to destroy, but you just destroy it. There. Bing, bang, boom. Over. It's not the ring. We're not saying the ring of power. This is Sauron, the guy who created it. Yeah, but that's the only thing he did. Oh, no. my God. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. You've seen me watch the Lord of the Rings movies, right? You know those big armies with the orcs? Oh, he made those too? Well, no. He controls the people that controls those armies. But it's all because of the ring, right? No, no. No. It doesn't all go back to the ring? Why are the armies there? No, the, the, ring, the ring is only... Let's... let's, let's uh, quick, quick Tolkien history. Uh, the ring is... Call it... 5,000 years old at the time of the movies. But, like, Sauron has been leading armies of orcs for thousands of years previous to that. What is his, like, overall goal, though? Like, you're saying just to, like, destroy everybody? No, to literally be the, to dominate all life, to be the king, to be the king of the, the evil king of the earth. Okay. Okay. So, I mean... Yeah, that's probably scarier than Darth Vader, in my opinion. I feel like Darth Vader, at the end of the day, is kind of a softie. Like, he comes around at the end, right? Doesn't he, like, die on good terms with Luke? He does. He does personally reconcile his his fall. Relationship with his son. Spoiler alert. I'm kidding. You're right. He knows that. <laughs> if you don't know that, I I really don't feel bad for you. I mean, that's been being spoiled for you your whole life then at this point. I guess, I mean, realistically, it's the force that makes Darth Vader evil. He just can't help himself. Well, that's also that's also a mischaracterization, too. Kelsey, real quick, to get give you kind of an idea, because I know that you're a big Thanos fan or Avengers fan, Sauron without the ring is like a Thanos with like three Infinity Stones, whereas Sauron with the ring would be Thanos with the gauntlet when he snaps his finger. It kind of makes sense. Like He is still super powerful without the ring. Okay. Well, I, I would even I would even argue that because he was super powerful before he ever even created the ring, he sneakily tried to get all of the other races of Middle Earth to create rings of power, and then made his own ring of power to control all of the other users of the rings. And just for the record, before people come for me and say that I'm making decisions when I haven't actually seen things, I've seen all the Lord of the Ring movies. I have not seen The Hobbit. No interest. I had no re- interest in watching The Lord of the Rings. I was forced to by my husband. Because that's what happens when you get married. You get forced to watch very long movies about elves. They are very long movies about elves. It's true. <laughs> I think that more people, if you were to just sit them down and be like, 
even if they haven't seen Star Wars, they know who Darth Vader is and they know what his powers are. I don't feel like you have to see it to know how iconic he is. Like him saying that he's Luke's father is like the biggest twist in a movie ever. And that's and that's Luke's that's Luke's genuine reaction in the movie too. They changed the lines before, so that was the first time him hearing that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's like a it's like the one of the biggest plot twists. I know it doesn't seem like it because now everybody knows it, but at the time I mean that's that's iconic to me. I don't feel like Unless you're really into the Lord of the Rings, I don't feel like you know. I mean, unless you're into it at all, I should say. Like, unless you like the Lord of the Rings, I don't feel like you're going to know a lot about the villain. But I can know a lot about Darth Vader probably without even having to have had seen any of the movies. Darth Vader to me is, I mean, that's why I don't host a podcast by myself. Because I would just pick Darth Vader as my favorite villain of all time. So... He he's winning this battle for me. Uh, I know that going in. I am glad that I don't have the final say because that's what makes this fun. But definitely my vote is Darth Vader. Elsie? I'm sorry, Luca. I'm going to go with Darth Vader too. I just feel like, and I'm not even that big of a Star Wars fan. Like, I'll admit it. I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I've seen all the movies. Not a big Lord of the Rings fan. I've seen all the movies. I do really like The Mandalorian, but let's be honest, I'm there for... Pedro Pascal. That's his name, right? Oh, I thought you were going to say you're there for Baby Yoda. And I'm there for Baby Yoda. I want my Grogu. And eating his little blue cookies and wanting the little ball off the spaceship. I'm there for all of that. So, but even that being said, I still feel like Darth Vader is iconic. Even though I'm not like a fan of the movie franchise. So that's what I'm going to go with. 99 times out of 100, I'm picking Vader in this matchup anyway. I just wanted to make sure that I explained Sauron because I knew Brian was going Vader on this one 100%. I just wanted to give Sauron his fair showing. What is your vote, though? That was Vader. Oh. He is the more iconic of the two villains, and his backstory is just as awesome. Um, I just wanted to make sure Sauron got his fair shake. Like you said, very it would have been very fitting if they faced each other in the finals of this region, but alas, here we are. Alas. And that brings us to the final four of this region, which is the eight-seated Lord Voldemort against fifth-seated Dracula. And this is where Dracula's run ends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You take evil and then you mix it with insane amount of power and you get Voldemort. Voldemort kind of looks like a is he a vampire himself? Dude, I was just going to say like Voldemort's almost like a an upgraded magic version of Dracula. Yes, that's the way I see him and cuz he exists for the majority of the first couple of of movies like as like a as a vampire, like he's siphoning life off of other people to try and get back a physical form. So he's a better Dracula, right? Like, Dracula is the OG. So maybe, I mean, might have a more iconic argument, but Voldemort just does it better, right? I, I think Voldemort is... Voldemort's the real sleeper in this bracket today. And, like, to be fair, when I say Dracula might be more iconic, that is probably not giving enough credit to the Harry Potter franchise. Like, that is 
in itself one of the biggest franchises, not just of our era, but going to be ever, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's a Diagon Alley at Disney World. Yeah, once you get a Disney, <laughs> once you get a, like a, a mini theme park at Disney. Wait, isn't it at, isn't it at Universal? Oh, is it Universal? I think it's at Universal. I, I kind of interchange the two because they're like down the street from each other. You know what's funny is like a lot of um, these movies now are like encompassed in these theme parks. Like Jaws, there's a Jaws ride at Universal too. It's really cool. They like put you on I've a boat. i on it. It's kind of neat. I mean, I was scared of it when I was a kid. Yeah. I remember I wanted to sit in the middle of the seat because I was afraid the like mechanical shark was going to like <laughs> grab me out of the boat. You guys are really starting to trigger me because you guys both voted against Jaws last round. I know, but I'm just saying, like, it's kind of cool how... Well, let's be honest. If there had been a Dracula ride, that would have been a lot scarier. <laughs> what just... would it be? You just <laughs> lay down and this robot comes to, like, bite you? They, they dump you off in some sketchy neighborhood in 16th century Europe, and then you get chased by a, a, by a, like a, by a bat. I don't want to like go too off track here, horrifying. but they they also have a twister ride that's not even a ride. It's just you go into a room and there's like a fake tornado that happens in the middle of the room. Yeah, you go into a wind tunnel. And like I was too scared to go in that room. That's how much tornadoes scare me. Which, by the way, um, honorable mention the tornado from Twister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the final the final tornado. I was just thinking we could have had a whole region of like uh natural disasters. Yeah, villains from movies. That, <laughs> the mist. Oh. Oh my god. Mist. Oh, that ending. Oh no, I can't even get into it. Every time it's foggy, I'm like, "Oh, here we go." Oh man. They really messed you up with that film. Oh my god. Stephen King, it's what he does. I know. He gets into your brain. He's a Looney Tune. But yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Kelsey. Like, Voldemort is definitely better than Dracula here. And Brian, Voldemort would have slayed Jaws had he had had your had your big fish snuck through. Big fish. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. <laughs> had your had your oversized catfish made it through, yeah. you wouldn't have won. <laughs> So that's a 3-0 sweep for Voldemort. He moves on to the finals of the region. And that brings us to Xenomorph from Alien versus Darth Vader. I mean... It's weird how things feel easier in this round. Well, I think it's just now we're just... Every single time we're talking about the best. Like... Is there a conversation to be had? Does anyone have a solid argument of how Xenomorph is more iconic than Darth Vader? Hey, they're both in space. That's interesting how that panned out. True. I love Darth Vader. He is getting my vote. I don't I don't think we need to spend time on it. Unless you guys Kels, I'm glad that you've I'm glad that you've um matured past your stance of Darth Vader just being an overhyped stormtrooper because that's so far from the truth. I don't even know how you could try and make that argument, because like He's not even a stormtrooper. Well, the outfit. I mean, but they're, they're different outfits. Even why do they all have to dress the same? It's well, he's, he's, wear, he's wearing a helmet. I will say, like once again, we talked about this before. 
Um, but when Kylie passed, like one of the ways that we kind of like were able to like get through it is we just, I just watched Star Wars movies. I wasn't even a big fan of Star Wars, but they were all on TV. There was some kind of marathon happening and I needed something that like was just going to distract me. So we sat and we watched all those movies and then we started watching The Mandalorian and I feel like I started, I still feel like I'm only really a fan of The Mandalorian. Like if you were like, hey, Kelsey, you want to watch a Star Wars movie? I'd be like, "Uh, probably not, but I would probably watch all the episodes of The Mandalorian again. But I do feel like I got more knowledge now that I've watched them as an adult and actually like paid attention. Star Wars are like sneaky comfort food. When it comes to like, I have them on in the background a ton. They they kind of are because you already kind of know, like the main concepts, and you already know kind of what's going to happen. That's what they say about people that have like anxiety and stuff like that. Are they love watching movies where they already know what happens because they don't have to think about it? I can I can get behind that. They're comfort movies for a reason. So I will say I maybe don't have that same stance anymore. That's good to hear, because I didn't want to have to yell at you. Even if I did, it doesn't take away from his iconicness. So I'm a little afraid of our final battle. I don't know what we're going to do. I know. Um, But I'll go with Darth Vader as well. That's all three of us? Oh, yeah. Kelsey, you brought up the Mandalorian. Just because I don't, I don't think that you realize how awesome Vader actually was in terms of his skill remember that scene at the end of spoiler alert mandalorian when luke shows up and he just slices through all those dark troopers baller that yeah right i i almost <laughs> i almost cried when i saw that scene um freaking darth that's the level that darth vader is with the dark side you know our dark trooper would cut through 30 stormtroopers and Darth yeah. Vader could have cut through that army of dark troopers just like Luke did. Well, the, 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 big, the big problem that Vader has is the majority of Vader's on-screen stuff is from the late 70s and the early 80s. So his character is more dialogue-based, um, and you just kind of infer his power from his position within the Empire, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Your newer characters, like when you see like some of the Jedi and stuff coming up, they have the benefit of being part of the newer movies, so you can just do more with them. But if you explore Vader in um, the the Star Wars literature, whether it be the canonical stuff or um, the uh, the legends, is like in the twenty ish years between the uh, when Anakin first turns and then when A New Hope comes up, Vader spends that time. Traveling the galaxy with the five with the remnants of the five oh first and is single handedly slaughtering every other remaining Jedi. Like at one point he kills I think he gets into a fight with like seven of them at once. And yeah, he almost gets taken out in that one, but he doesn't. He goes up against six six or seven Jedi straight up in a seven on one fight and wins. Like he's that kind of baller. So we are at our final for the classic slash other villain bracket. But before we list these two, we just we came up with a few honorable mentions. Um, we've got the T one thousand from Terminator, and that's the freaking uh, that's the bad guy in Terminator two that shows up where you can like blow him up and he just melts himself back together. 
Luca came up with Agatha Trunchbull from Matilda. Terrifying woman. We've got Predator from Alien vs. Predator. The, it's just, it's the, obviously the same universe, right? But when those movies came out, do you know if they were meant to be in the same universe when they first came out? No, I don't think so. I think the original, just like when Predator first came out, it was like, hey, Arnold Schwarzenegger and a bunch of other famous muscular dudes in a jungle with their shirts off together. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the basic premise of that movie. Um, and then we've got Gollum from the Lord of the Rings franchise. Precious. And Anton Sugar from No Country for Old Men. And that, he's a villain that's interesting to me too because he's kind of like, he's a normal dude, right, in the in the movie. But he is, he's like Two-Face from the dark Knight, where he flips a coin to decide your life, which is freaky as it is. But he's also like Jason Voorhees is in that no matter how much you try to get away from him, he's going to find you. But that brings us to our final. We've got Lord Voldemort from Harry Potter and Darth Vader from star Wars. Kelsey. That's really hard. I don't know. I feel like it depends on kind of like what basis you're going with. I mean, in a battle, I don't know. I mean, in a battle, it'd be hard to even say, but like my gut makes me think that like Lord Voldemort would win. What do you think, Luca? In a fight, we don't like to do this by who would win in a fight because that's right. You know. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. But I mean, if we're going with iconic, like. I feel like for this generation, Lord Voldemort is iconic, and I feel like he will be still iconic years from now and decades from now. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. The, the Harry Potter franchise has infinite same power, just like Lord of the Rings will, just like Star Wars does. I mean, yeah, the Star Wars universe is growing now, too. So I feel like if we're going with iconic, though, I feel like Lord, or I feel like um, Darth Vader is technically more iconic probably like i feel like he has more staying power i feel like he's already proven that before we vote luca i want to know who you think would win in a fight just because i think it is a cool fight oh so the biggest issue i have like picturing the two of them fighting each other is does either one actually have a defense against the other like can Voldemort's use of magic do anything to stop the Force? And can Vader's use of the Force do anything to stop Voldemort's magic? You know what I mean? Right. I, Because either one, I think, absolutely has the ability to kill the other one. You know, Vader is still a human, or, you know, a humanoid as far as the Star Wars galaxy is considered. So any magical spell to harm a human would, in theory, work against him. Right. Um, and I mean, Vader's most famous thing is people out with the force. Well, Voldemort also has a throat. So, yep, that that would work. Um, <laughs> but he has a throat, so that would work. <laughs> he, he has a throat. So choking is yeah, he's choking is the thing to be afraid of. I, I, I'm almost, I think I'm swayed on my answer by who I think is the better villain. And that I think I think Vader would win a fight with the two of them in a room, because 
not only does Vader have the Force, which is basically magic, um, but he also has a lightsaber of which he is a expert swordsman. Where Voldemort doesn't have that. If Voldemort and Vader are in a room, and you're the neutral, but you have to pick a side. Yeah. And your life depends on it. You're scooting yeah. behind Vader. I probably am. Yeah, I I would agree with that. And we don't like to we don't choose on who's going to win in a fight, but I'm already voting for Vader. The iconic thing is tough because while Vader has like an extra generation from being out, you know, mm-hmm. it was already existed when we were kids. Right. Uh Voldemort was coming out in the Harry Potter series as we were kids. Um I think people our age definitely have a lot of feeling toward the Harry Potter universe. I just, I think because Vader's been around longer, he's more iconic. Yeah. And I'm not sure like our parents really care that much about Harry Potter. Like, I'm sure there are parents out there that like, you know, that are our parents' ages that do like Harry Potter, but like maybe probably don't care about it as much as they care about Star Wars. And now their kids care about Star Wars and like our future, like our kids are going to care about Star Wars. Like, I feel like it's something that doesn't need to be recreated a thousand times. And it still is known by future generations. I mean, my, my son already knows more about Star Wars than, you know, a human should know about an imaginary thing. Um, well, he he is your son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been indoctrinating him since day one. So, uh, so that's you know that's that's so much generational thing power. So, I think I have to vote Vader. And I feel like people that even haven't seen Star Wars like know enough about Darth Vader versus people that haven't seen Harry Potter probably couldn't speak too confidently about lord voldemort you know they do the do the picture test i put two pictures up of them everyone's gonna know that's vader some people might just think that's a guy with no nose some people might think it's dracula (laughs) right it's a vampire yeah i think i i mean my vote i'm pretty sure i already said it is darth vader and obviously i am voting darth vader too so that is uh, a 3-0 sweep in the final of this region. And that puts Darth Vader in the final four along with. And this is a spoiler alert if you haven't listened to the last ones. But we've got Darth Vader, Freddy Krueger, Scar from The Lion King, and the Joker. And those four are in our final four villains of all time. And we are going to be tackling that next week. And like Brian said, there's going to be a fan vote. So keep an eye out on our Facebook for the fan vote. If you made it this far in the podcast, definitely go vote. Because I'm going to be putting up a fan vote for this Final Four region. And then once we have a winner there, we are going to do the same thing for the championship. So. So we're gonna have we're gonna have Freddy Krueger versus Scar, and the Joker versus Darth Vader. Well, Luca, thanks for your help. Well, thank you so much for having me. I was a blast. Yeah, I am gonna be reaching back out to you uh, in a week because we're gonna need your vote for the final four. 
and everyone else who helped us the past three weeks um, will also be voting. And then anybody that listens or follows us on Facebook, um, definitely go check it out because we are going to have a poll up there and your vote will count. You, The fan vote will be the seventh votes in the polls. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.